You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Welcome to Guys Who Like Musicals. Welcome to Guys Who Like Musicals. We're okay. coming at you live from Leslie Kritzer's <laughs> roof closet. <laughs> Attic. <laughs> With my sister's fit behind me. She left her apartment because she lost her job. So she's like, can I store stuff at your house? This is all her In stuff. your voiceover closet. That's the funniest way that anybody... You yep. get on the Zoom and you're like, I'm in my voiceover closet. You don't even call it a voiceover closet. studio. Like at least... like. Like yeah. in our house, our voiceover studio is the closet, but we call it the yes. voiceover studio. You're like, no, this is a closet. We're in a closet. <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of a nice start, I guess. Have, has, have you been doing some voiceover stuff during the, the uh, during pandemic land? Is this, has this been, is it, do you spend a lot of time in, in this crawl space? <laughs> well, I mean, in the beginning, I was... I mean, oh man, in the beginning, I had, uh, I was doing a lot of CarMax. I was like the voice of CarMax mm. for a whole year, which, by the way, I booked that on my iPhone. Wow. Yes. Because, yes, that, I mean, that I'm telling this because also it's like, if people are like, well, I don't do voiceover, I never really can get into it. That was me. And my agent at my my agency, the voiceover agent was like, just try it, just get back. I'm like, I, I spent 15 years trying to do voiceover uh, on and off. And he's like, just whatever. Fourth audition. I recorded on my phone because I didn't have anything yet. This is way before yeah, yeah. the pandemic, maybe a year and a half ago. And I booked it on my phone and it turned into like a big thing. So then I yep. upgraded because I had to start not only recording in the city, but also recording at home. And then pandemic hit. And then everyone did a mad rush to do right. this, which is outfit, any space. I mean, if you're making buku bucks, people bought like the brick, you know, studios that you can build and they're like amazing. People just upgraded their microphones, you know, got the um, external thing for this microphone and figured it out because the voiceover business was still going. And and it's one of the ways you can make money and still do this. So I, it was like a mad dash. Everyone was like, what do I buy? What do I do? So, you know, I set it up. I did a lot of recording. I did a bunch of stuff here, some stuff at a neighbor's booth. That's an engineer that also can't, couldn't work at the time. They're opening now. The studios are Mm. opening back up slowly, but everything was sort of renegade. So we just, I had a, I had to figure out, you guys, I had to figure out stuff that I never in a million years knew about Source Connect and crossing things and all of this stuff. I, I But I d- when the need is there and you're like, I got to make money mm-hmm. and I can make money, I'm yeah. going to learn. So so I did. And yeah, it's been great. It's a little, it's a little slower now, but, you know, it, when the voice of the world is so weird. It's very right. small. So I've been very happy to book the ones that I've been able to do. And um, especially because it seems like it's getting even smaller and smaller. I can't. The amount of times I'm like, is that Jason Bateman recording like a local car commercial? I'm like, what is happening? Uh, yeah, All, it like, probably is. Taylor Swift is doing a national commercial. I'm like, there's no, there's no jobs for anyone anymore. You really yeah. have to be famous. No, it's crazy. Yeah, and and on the auditions, they'll be like, we want an Amy Poehler. Mindy Kalen, Viola <laughs> Davis, and you're realizing that the reason why they're saying that is because. They had those people and they don't want to pay them. Mm. That's why. So they want you to sound like, but I've literally gotten auditions where it's like, we want a Viola Davis. I'm like, then hire a, hire someone of color. Don't ask me to be (laughs) Viola Davis. 
and or pay Viola Davis, but sure, like hire us because those people want way too much right. money and we're cool. And we need it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Totally. We need it. Yeah. They yeah. don't need it. My mom so, yeah. still, she'll text me or call me whenever she hears a celebrity doing a commercial or a, or, or a voiceover spot like that. And she gets so angry. It's <laughs> like you should. I appreciate be doing that she recognizes how angry yeah, she should be. Exactly, and I'm and I'm like I appreciate that, mom. Um, yeah. But I can't. Uh, I am not Matthew Thanks, McConaughey. Andy. I'm not. You know, I would love to sell cars, but um, they don't want my face. But maybe they want my voice at some point. We'll see. Joe, who are we talking to this week? Let's wow. give the people a yeah. little bit more information about sorry. the genius sorry. woman oh, that's right. here. I go right sorry, in. People. I'm sorry. Leslie Kritzer is so with sorry. us. We're so thrilled. Beetlejuice, Something Rotten, Elf, Sondheim on Sondheim, Legally Blonde, a Catered Affair, Hairspray, Robert Bridegroom, one of my favorite things that I ever saw. I love. I really wish Me I saw too. that production. A oh, um, bunch of off-Broadway stuff, a bunch of cool TV stuff, Difficult People, Kevin Kuwait, Younger, Vinyl, Law & Order. Are you embarrassed yet, Leslie? <laughs> Because usually um, when we, we I, no, I was actually just thinking as you're. I was like, oh, I I work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are jobs I had. That's yep. awesome. <laughs> so an actor is saying his lines, yeah. and then out of nowhere, he just starts singing. Five, six, seven, eight. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We have a, we have a million questions and, you know, stuff to, stuff to go over. Awesome. I, I mean, I would love, maybe if we just start right at the beginning, because I think that well, I guess it's like the end, but the most recent beginning is Beetlejuice that, I mean, our first question is always like, let's do a deep dive on one of your projects and talk about the way that that came about. And also, I would love to yeah. know how that came about, but also how it ended. Unfortunately, I mean, that that was mm-hmm. such a horrible, yeah. it was, it was, y'all were catching the fire. The spirit had caught and then, yeah, yeah. And we were, were moving. You, were you actually, when mean, you were, there was that, the plan to move? We Ugh. have a theater. I mean, we we have a theater. It was going to get announced. We were we were gonna we were about to. Um, am I allowed to say this? Who cares? <laughs> um, we were weeks. Yeah. Like, who cares? Really? Yeah. Like, really? Also, there was yeah, no NDA. No, we have two, we NDA? have two listeners, and it's um, my mom and Dan's mom, so it's all good. No, but Joe, we're a real podcast. This is no, no, sorry, 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 sorry. This we're a real news. podcast. Yeah. Whoever's listening to this, leave a review. <laughs> yes, please. Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> it, we were weeks away 
I mean, you want me to start at the, do you want me to start at the sure, end sure, and the that'd be great. the beginning? Yeah. You want to do that? Okay. So we were closing in June. Our last show was March 10th. It was a Tuesday. And we were weeks away, a month away from live capturing the show that they were going to either do on Netflix or HBO. It was all set. We were planning our vacations around it. It was like a real, real deal thing. We had whole dates. Um, so we were basically yeah. going to do what Hamilton did. Obviously, not a $76 million <laughs> price tag on it. I don't know what, what it would have been. But, but um, yeah, so we were gearing up to do that. We had a theater. We still, there's like still, that is still an ongoing conversation. But that's where we were at. And it was an insane. I mean, the the fans, the... The, I don't even want to. I don't want to say hype because it wasn't hype. But at a certain point, it was just people loved it, and that was right. it. Um, but it grew so much over months and months, and we had no idea that was coming. So when it closed, it's so crazy to look back that week f- before we we stopped. Everybody stopped because I remember going to get my hair colored, going into Green Reed. It was Saturday morning. I went early before two shows. And things were starting to like disappear from yeah. the shelves. Like yeah. I remember yeah. this, like Purell, and then what? Like you couldn't get the Purell, then you couldn't get the wipes, and then, but we had them at work, and they had them backstage, but no masks right. at the time, and we were just going to work. Like all right, everybody, just wash your hands, and then it turned into like all right, and then it turned into, um, yeah. There's uh, Tuesday. We did our last show. It was an awesome show. It was an awesome show. And I actually remember I was talking to my friend, Dana Steingold, who was in the show also. And we were, th- we were remembering how awesome a show it was. It was just a great, a uh, crowd. And that was, we were on this crazy new five show weekend schedule where our days off now are mm. Wednesday. So we had our day off and I was in the midst of my day off and they called and said, yeah, there's not going to be a show tomorrow. And then it just turned into every day day there's not going to be a show and then wow. nothing right the 13th i think was the day when the mayor called it but it was right. late and funny story i have a picture of it. i don't know where it is we had a huge poker game here on friday night like all the broadway people that live out in jersey where i lived we had like 11 person my husband plays poker 11 person for my cast there's people out here all playing poker we have a, that picture and we didn't realize on that Friday, you know, so we last shows Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're like, we think this is going to last like a week, maybe two weeks. OK, but we're fine. Right. Like we didn't understand contagious this, that we didn't really get it. So we have that picture of that Friday night. It's like a bunch of us sitting around playing poker going, that was full on a super <laughs> <Right>. spreader event. <laughs> like we could have gotten half of Broadway out here infected by our poker game. Um <laughs> And then after that, it was like, it was like, you guys know. I mean, it, it was just done. And then when when it was announced that Broadway would be, God, it's so long ago. Yeah, what, so what month is it? January. Even, you know. Right. And this was called about uh, Broadway coming back June 7th or whatever it was. And we were closing June 6th. That's when it really hit. We were like, ah, damn. Wow. Like, we didn't get to close right. our show. And now we have to go and get our stuff. Going and get our stuff, that was weird. We had 20 minutes in the building, timed intervals to run in, grab whatever we could. This was two months later, after March 10th. I mean, that was 
I videoed it because I was like, I'm going to want to see this someday. This is like a weird thing that I'm coming to my dressing room and grabbing whatever I can right. in 20 minutes. Um, the place that, you know, you're there every single day. Yeah. Um, right. And so you just run in, run out. And then we finally had a, then they had load out. And then someone tragically passed away at our theater during tech, which was a loadout to prepare for the next show to come in eventually, um, which was so weird also. And our crew was there. So it's just like, it, it was, it's just been a, a long road. Um, with that said, there is hope for it to come back. I don't think it'll be in the first wave of shows to come back. I think the big heavy hitters yeah. will mm, come back first. Yeah. But we're hearing positive and by positive, I'm talking like a year from yeah. now, if it comes back. Opening well, a year that now. that I mean, what a, what an unbelievable story. But also, there that little glimmer of hope. Like I'll take that. Like I'll take right. I'll, right. I'll take any of too. that. And I mean, it was such a an incredibly it was such an incredible story uh, in sort of contemporary musical theater. You know, a, a show that that had this almost like like Wicked kind of had this, like po where like it wasn't, it didn't really catch, it didn't mm -hmm. really catch, and then all of a sudden it became a phenomenon. Like if, you know, if Beetlejuice could do that, possibly, you know? And it started yeah, well, to. And it, and it did. And it did. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it did. So like, you know, we went out of town and I'll start awesome. now. Yeah. Like if, I'll give you some detail if you want to know how I got in yeah, involved in the show. It's because of Robert Bridegroom, because I worked with Alex Timbers mm -hmm. on Robert Bridegroom. And then we, you know, I mean, he's the best. The reason why I love him so much is that he really lets actors do what they do best and doesn't get in the way, but then comes and tinkers and, and you mm -hmm. respect him so much because he gets you and what you do best. Yeah. Um, and he always chooses people um, that are great to work with for the most part. I mean, it's always a great Definitely. working environment. So we had a great time doing that show. And then he said, hey, Leslie. Um, <laughs> so, the, um, what the heck? You're doing the Alex I can't Timbers. do it. I can't do it. You with the I, headphones. But it's the hair know. and the and the thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Yeah. Um, have you worked with him, Joe? I have. I did Moulin Rouge with him. Um, you did Moulin Rouge? I was in. I, I did it. it. In, I did it in Boston. And and I did the, 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 the development labs. And anybody who's worked he with Alex is. does, it's the great, you know, he's like six, four, but walks around like he's five eleven, you know? Yeah. And so he's really hunched over. He's got his, the, the hair behind the ears and the, he always wears a baseball cap, even though he's got yeah. like the best head of hair on Broadway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It's we, so. <laughs> we came in one day in rehearsal in DC, all dressed up like him for Halloween. Oh no, for his birthday, I think. No, it was That's for Halloween. We all dressed amazing. up. Everybody in the company had to wear a jeans, a button down, a hat. Walking like this, he was mortified <laughs> and loved it at the same time. So that's uh, brilliant. So during um, so so after uh, Robert Bridegroom, he called me. He's like, "Hey Leslie, so um, I don't know. I'm I'm doing this reading of uh, Beetlejuice. I just want to know if maybe you'd be interested in doing Delia." And I was like, "Yeah, of course." <laughs> um, so our first like just reading, and. I was like, yeah. And I, you know, growing up, I've seen the movie. I wasn't like a huge fan. It kind of scared me when I was little. So I was yeah, like, me too. Yeah, yeah, it scared the crap out of me. So mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not into this, but obviously Catherine O'Hara, I'm a huge fan. I right. idolized her forever. Um, so I didn't even watch the movie again because I had to stay far away from her because she's just, she's had so much influence on me anyway. So I just know right. her. Right. I'm just obsessed. 
So we we did a couple of readings, then, and I kept staying with it from the beginning. I mean, we did readings, and then we did labs, um, and <laughs> and then you know, full on stage labs and all of that, and and then that was it. And you know, we got to go to to DC, and I stayed with it the whole time. There's a, like a, com- a a small group of us that have been with it the entire time, so which is very cool and. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was very lucky that he just brought me along for the ride and it was great. That's so that's so, how that happened. I, I, <laughs> I, I, it's, that's lucky. so cool. I wonder when you're building something as sort of create, uh, this is a horrible way to describe I it. I can't but wait to hear is, the question. Okay. So there excited. won't yes. be a question, Dan. <laughs> this is like how it works with me. Like I'll just ramble on about how great Leslie is and then we'll be done. Uh, but the, the, like when you're building something that insane with that, there's not pyrotechnics, but there's so many like crazy costumes, cra- there's mm-hmm. magic, there's there's all of this this stuff that has to happen. Like when that comes into a process, what, at what point does that come into a process and how much like when you're sitting at a music stand, just like making stuff up, right? you know, how how did that, how did that work for you guys? Is there somebody like reading stage directions or is it like, hey, just sort of picture this, like there will be fire at this point <laughs> there so uh, alex does that um and and like he'll they developed the stuff with the special effects people mm-hmm. really early on so there would be like little sketches of things the sandworm coming on stage the big sandworm we didn't get to see any of that until our first day of rehearsal for dc where they gave a huge presentation but like there'd be little what Alex loves to do is during the labs, he'll have sound in the room with us doing special special sounds, thunder, mm-hmm. whatever. He loves that. He loves planning that Atmospheric stuff. Atmospheric stuff, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he likes having it there. And Callan Hughes, who um, does like a lot of the sound effects, he also brought them along for the whole process. Um, they got their Broadway credit because he loved how they did the timing. They worked so well in the room mm-hmm. that he kept them on through DC. It was kind of amazing. He really does care. Like these things matter to him. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a really big opportunity for them as well. And anyway, so go to, okay. So like little things like that, it's, it's very um, collaborative. So, you know, it's uh, Alex Brightman, myself, um, Adam Danheiser, like all of us, especially the people who are doing a lot of physical comedy, we throw it all out there. I mean, when we're at the table read, Yes, the, some of the stage directions, because our writers, Anthony and Scott, um, are comedy people. So they put a lot of the stuff in there, and then Alex would add stuff. So we would, Timbers would add stuff. So when we're sitting at the table, it's more basic. But once we got up on our feet, even in labs or, or just staged readings at, at music stands, yes, he would, all the sound stuff was there. So it started really early that we were able to throw things against the wall. We started using props with the, st- the stands. I don't even know if I was allowed. I did it anyway. I didn't care. Um, <laughs> just because yeah. I'm like, I have to have a crystal. Like, I don't want to talk about a crystal and not have it. So I just would bring it from home. I like I love right. my bag of crap. Um, because I just want to have fun and I have more fun with the real thing. So he's always open to that. Little moments would start coming out. Like once we started to have real f- set, things in like when rehearsing for DC everything was there all of this stuff like nice. bouncing couches and tables and chairs he was really he wanted to really stage everything and and especially since there's so much physicality for us to be able to really do it um right. as many times and then 
you know, we just throw throw stuff at the wall and see what's stuck. And that's the beauty of working with him because, um, at least in the comedies that I've done with him, he's just like, what do you think we should do here? And I'm like, what about this? And he's like, great. And then he'll make the idea even better. Mm, um, that's awesome. Like, he'll add on it. Like, I was like, oh, if by, I, I don't remember what, I don't remember an example, but there was always something. He's like, why don't we add a, why don't we make it not a fan, but like a turkey feather or like something and then you rip it off. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's just always like, it just flows it's and it's like so a fun. yes and. Now, I know that, I know yes. that Alex Brightman has a huge, I mean, I don't know what his improv background necessarily is as far as training, but I know just from knowing him and doing readings yeah. together that he's always making shit up. He's a fan of the yeah. podcast. He's, he's been best. on our show. Yeah. Did you have that kind of background? Did you have experience doing that kind of work before? Or, or are you just kind of like a fuck it, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do a big kind of person or actress? I mean, I you know, I've I've done some improv training, but I think it's like I've always been this way. I always I'm always that person in shows that has ideas, that has dialogue, that has and I also write too, so I I feel like my my wheels are always turning and I come in and I see something. I've just, I don't know. There's a part of me, I think you can train and you can do all that stuff. And I think part of it, you're born with it too. Like it's mm. just part of, you've been doing it since you were a kid and it's really no different. Like when I right. talk to kids in like in talkbacks, I say, you know, what you do in the privacy of your room when you're acting stuff out, that's what we do in rehearsal. Right. We're, but we have an assigned characters and lines and then we make stuff up and then it gets you know, kind Edited. of trimmed down. Right. Yeah. So I, I think it's a, it's a mixture. I, I, I want it to be more in like a UCB world. I, I never got up to like the top level and then I got on a team because I was doing musicals. Right. Right. <laughs> so right. So I, I was in Hairspray. I replaced Shoshana Bean in Hairspray. Mm. She left to do like more music stuff after her first year there. And we went to school together and I replaced her. But I was downtown after the shows watching other people's shows at UCB. Mm -hmm. And like... And I would take class, but I had to, I personally, I had to choose. And so I chose that. And now all those people are in LA. <laughs> right. <laughs> all of them. Right. All of them are LA. Some, some are happy, some are not, but it's kind of cool to see like where everyone went. Yeah. Like, I took classes there yes. for a little while and it's amazing now to see like, oh, that's the guy I used to see like in shows, like as little recurs in every single show in New York or LA. Like, oh, I yep. used to see him on this team. What team was that? Yeah. It's crazy. Ascat, like what team, yeah, what exactly. team was it? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think the wild. crossover between like musical comedy and improv in that way, there's like a great Venn diagram between the two. Yeah. You know, um, and especially someone like yourself. Who were your, who were your heroes growing up? Did you, were you somebody who was like a huge fan of, of like comedy and and like like TV in that comedic yeah. world, or were you a more of like a you know um, like Carol Channing and you know like crazy I don't know like crazy silly musical theater people? I mean, at a certain point, I discovered Faith Prince and Guys and Dolls like my junior year of high school because I was like, I can do that. That's what I I mm. love that because the album came out in like ninety five or ninety four. And I was doing musicals in high school at that time. So I was like, oh, this is what I want to do when I started, like, deep diving into cast albums or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, like, Faith Prince was one. But I always loved Bette Midler. Like, mm -hmm. always from just because. Right. Like, she's, not. Yeah. It's like that's a crossover in the sense of just as a performer. Um, 
And then, of you know, my parents, my father was a musician, so, like, we grew up with great music, but I always loved Judy Garland. I always loved, like, Ella Fitzgerald. Like, you're talking, like, singers and, and then some that were actors. But the comedy stuff, I mean, I grew up, I don't know how old you guys are, but the sitcoms that we grew up watching, I mean, some of the best comedic mm-hmm. sitcoms ever right. done, you know, All in the Family, and, like, there's the list goes on and on, right? But then stand-up was a big thing growing up, too, because you're, there used to be shows, like, on VH1, they had, like, stand-up comedy spotlight, and I used to watch Roseanne and uh, who else? Like, 8 million people always watch, like, Eddie Murphy, and, mm-hmm. right. like, I grew up watching stand-up a lot, because my dad also liked it, and so the... I was more influenced by, like, Lily Tomlin, Gilda Radner, Mm -hmm. um, comedic actresses, and stand-up. Mostly male stand-ups. I was drawing Robin Williams, obviously, another actor and stand-up comedian. But um, it was kind of of just a a mix, but I was always drawn to it. And then musicals became like a—I studied classical piano for many years, and then I thought I was going to do classical voice. And I was like, what is happening? That's not— that's like this part of me. I'm this whole other thing. Right. And I started doing musicals in high school and that's how it, just in my high school, I didn't audition in the city or anything. And that's kind of how it started happening. And I found that CD, Faith Prince. And then I was like, where'd you go to school? She went to CCM. Oh, I want to go to CCM. And I went to CCM. (laughs) (laughs) Then like years later, she played my mom on Broadway. And that's really crazy. Um, So it's like, there was, I don't know, I look back, I go, wow, I was 17, and I was like, I'm going to go to school for musical theater. Yup, it's happening. Were your parents into it? Um, they were going through a terrible divorce, so uh, it, they were totally into it. Um, it was a positive thing, <laughs> but it was kind of the craziest thing. They're like, we hate each other, and I'm like, I'm going to school for musical theater. They're like, fine. <laughs> Great. Go for it. We have bigger it. problems. Yeah. <laughs> right. Go, you do that. Um you know, they were they were supportive, but it was a crazy it wasn't like, oh, our daughter. It was like, get out of here, save yourself <laughs> <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> from this Jersey horrible ending to your high school uh career. Oh my gosh. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I I actually wrote a show, a solo show called Beautiful Disaster about my senior year of high school that I almost didn't graduate because it was a really bad time. I literally did not graduate. I graduated with a D average, you guys, like by the skin of my teeth so that I could go to school for musical theater because I was a mess. I I mean, I could have gone two ways in life, like 7-Eleven hanging out uh, at 43 years old or doing what I've done. It could have gone either way. 
And what That's was the, what was so the difference? Interesting. What was the difference? Yeah, like like what 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 was it that stopped you from going down the wrong path? Um, I I sort of like I had this epiphany, and and I have to credit my also my teachers because teachers have had a huge influence on me ever since, like, you know, I was younger about um, applying yourself and like we see something in you, why don't you whatever. Um, I, I just, I had this epiphany. I think I talked to my guidance counselor at the time and she was like, what are you going to do? Like you, you're kind of, you're ruining this. Like you're so, you have so much going for you. You're just giving up. And I think because my home life was really rough at the time, um, it was just really, really difficult. And my mom wasn't well that I, I came into this like dark place. And then I, uh, through a series of events, probably some teachers and also my dad kind of going like, you got to get yourself together. Like you, you're talented. You could do this. I was like, and that's what I wrote the show about. Um, I was a kleptomania. I was stealing. I mean, I was, it was, Mm. I was trouble. Um, And I said, you know what? You're right. Like I can, my love, the thing that made me, um, that made me happy was theater, was doing shows, was being in, whatever I was doing in school and or chorus, whatever. That was the only good thing um, at the time. And so I just said, you're right. I'm I'm going to do this and I'm going to pass. I got like a 900 on my SATs. It was a mess. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to. I'm. And so my teachers worked with me. They said, OK, this is going to be like really hard, but you can you can do this. You can pass and you can graduate high school and you can go to the school. So I had terrible grades, but I passed. And then um, CCM was like, we don't give a F about your grades. <laughs> we th- and I, you know, I like got uh, Barbara Ansomni, who is a composer. She lived in my town and I was like, I need to like do this. I mean, we didn't have internet. We didn't have phone, like cell phones. Everything mm-hmm. was in books about colleges. You know, it wasn't like so I had to get auditions. I had to go to Cincinnati and audition. Like, I had to figure it out. And I did. My parents did help me. I did. And then, um, you know, I got in and they gave me some money. Not a lot. It was a state school, so it wasn't too expensive. But I, I did it. And then next thing I knew, I was in a van driving with my, in a van down by the river. Down by the river. <laughs> down by the river. <laughs> a van down by the river. Driving to Cincinnati and he's dropping me off at my dorm. And it's like you know, I just put it in my mind. I was like, I got to get out of here. Otherwise, right. I'm going to just go down this road. And, and it was not, it wasn't good. Like I wasn't like, I was like partying, like high school kids party. Yeah. But it was just, uh, it was a mindset. It was like, um, right. I had the goods. Now I just had to apply myself. And so I didn't do it alone. I mean, definitely the teachers got behind me and they were like, you're going to do this. Like, right. let's go. Right. And pull this together wow so, that's an awesome that's story. an awesome story i, I mean, kind of feel the n- same way except like i wasn't in trouble i just was mm-hmm. like spiritually in trouble like did you feel like that joe there was something about it that yeah. i was like i gotta get out of here and like make something of myself you know yes. my 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 sister and i talk about this a lot that we like we were this close to being fuck-ups like <laughs> like we were we were <laughs> on the edge and i love that story like like the like those moments where like you w- look back at your life and you're like i could have ended up at the 711 right you know yeah. hanging outside the 711 and instead this is where i ended up and i'm so great like for me too it was teachers it was a support staff it was like people who saw mm-hmm. you like 
saw yeah. your struggle and you know you wanted to be an adult at 17 and 18 and you were and you're going through stuff and yeah somebody looks at you and stuff. terrible yeah. stuff and somebody grabs your hand and is like like come on like snap out of it you're, you're gonna be you're, we gotta go you know yeah right. i don't know and and to my parents credit i will say even though they were both a disaster um <laughs> to their credit they did for me pull themselves together because it's terrible when you know yeah. and if anyone's yeah. listening to this that's gone through a terrible divorce when it's real bad um and you know they did at points they were like okay like we're gonna think about you now <laughs> and yeah. um because they're just kids raising kids anyway that's one of my favorite quotes ever is like we're all just kids raising kids. Nobody knows what True. the fuck they're doing. So even though your parents, you know, you're, you're like, mom and dad, get it together. And they're like, but I, somebody hold me for but, a second. Right. right. And we're right. mad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're pissed. Our lives didn't turn out the way we thought. And you guys right. are, have your whole life ahead of you. And you're like, but we need you to guide <laughs> us because we're dying over here. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in right. retrospect, look, you know, and then, you know, we get old and we realize exactly that, that like they're just parents, like they're just kids having kids and they're just trying to figure it out. Right. Um, right. And I have a great relationship with both of them now. And so it's, it's all good. It worked out. It's really yeah. interesting. It I, wow. I always find it amazing how many times I've heard people who are genius comedians who have had hard upbringings and how that yeah. is as paralleled because you just force yourself to see the world a different way. Um, I'm wondering what yes. is the greatest challenge that you've had in your illustrious long career? Um, I think to mentally stay, um, I don't want to say mentally stay st sane, but to, to a also like just career wise, not give up when it's right. gotten really hard and it's right. gotten really hard. Uh, there are times yeah. where, I was like, wow, the things I've been told about myself, like, you know, oh, you're just, oh, if it was only 10 years ago or, oh, it's past your time or, oh, um, you know, we don't know what to do with you. We don't know what to do with you. You know, like those Ugh. are small things, right? Yeah. Like to kind of keep believing in yourself and keep going when you're like, do, can I do this anymore? How long can I do this? Mm -hmm. um, do I do anything better? Um, can I, you know, just, and this is not as much now, but for a long time, that was, I think, especially like in my early thirties and like it was, or my late twenties, it was really, it was hard. Um, I think also balance. So, so trying to find balance in, in, in a career with like, like my life and work and what's important. Um, Definitely. you know, I, I, ma I made the choice not to have children. I don't think it's because my career was more important it just didn't it just wasn't a fr in the front of our minds both of us my husband who's a musical director um but I I wrestle with that too I wrestle I'm like oh man should I have done that it's not like it's too late probably too late to have it naturally mm -hmm. it's risky mm -hmm. um <laughs> it's never too late to adopt but you know it's like things as you get older I'm 43 you start to like really reevaluate what's important and especially now I've really reevaluated what's important to me um through this year our, our my husband calls it the gap year right um, right yeah. <laughs> yeah so I think yeah balance our and just mental sabbatical health. Yeah. Um, balance I and mental health. Like, that's really interesting. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, no, I, I just like that, that it's the gap year, not like, cause some people, Ooh, it's the lost year. It's the, this year. It's like, no, like a gap year 
isn't is a time for self-reflection and a time for growth and a time for space it just means that you're mm-hmm. like not necessarily going to do eight shows a week you know i don't know right it's kind of a positive spin on it i've learned a lot this year i've learned i've i think i've done things that i've never been able to do but also i've been able to to have some sort of um growth like real growth in a way that i have never been able to when i'm fully working and yeah. i'm uber focused on eight shows a week or the rat race yeah. of our lives. <laughs> you said that you write. You said, are you writing? Mm-hmm. That's that's like, yeah. that's very yeah. cool. Yeah. I've written a bunch of solo shows and, um, you know, I love when people are like, I've written pilots. Um, <laughs> that's what Dan and I do. Don't say that to us. <laughs> that's what Dan and I do. We have written, we have written we've one. Written that we've written pilots that four and a half people have read. <laughs> Um, no one's read mine. Uh, no, actually, that's not true. I've, I've written many scenes that people have written, um, read. Uh, yeah, I love to write. That's another thing. I'm doing more of that now, and it's kind of like moving in that direction. But again, it's taking yourself more seriously and not just like, oh, I'm just a musical theater person. Like, mm-hmm. that's not, it's never really what I've been. But once you keep doing it, like, you just sort of put yourself in a box and yeah. it's, you find out it's not useful when you really can do other things and not just because of like, oh, me, I can do other things, but because you just love, like you really want to, like doing more TV and film or doing mm-hmm. whatever it is, voiceover, like, okay, I'll, and then, oh, you know, just not like keeping yourself so locked into one But lane. it's a totally a response to people telling you that they don't know what to do with you. So exactly. you're like, oh, I'll tell you what to do with me. I'll be exactly what you want me to be. And then you realize mm-hmm. that didn't really serve you. No. What they were really doing was killing the thing that made you awesome, you know? And then right. you have to, like, rediscover that. Well, and that's... I it, And to go back to your to your question, Dan, I don't know if I answered it completely, but, like, yeah, people were telling me what I should be for so long. And then when I broke out of that and started making my own work and doing a bunch of stuff that I've done at Joe's Pub and stuff, my, aunt, like, videos that I've made and whatever, I was like, well... I, this is this is part of me too, and this is who I am. So I'm gonna go do my thing. When you feel like hiring me for your show, <laughs> great. <laughs> and then I think once I also I started doing more of that. I think that's probably I. I don't know if Alex saw me. He saw some stuff I did online, but but also probably from other shows. But people start to see you there, and they go, "Oh, I never knew you did that," or "I never mm-hmm. knew you were do characters or whatever." Right. So. Right. And they and and they'd never it's funny what the thing about opportunities in in the business that the traditional business is that they don't give you the opportunities unless you've done it, but you can't do it unless you've done it. And so then how do you do it? It doesn't make any right. sense. It doesn't make any sense. This business makes no sense. <laughs> um none. <laughs> so then you just make character videos with your, you know, home set up and yeah, Alex Timbers you just, thinks you're funny. Yeah. And or you like do some weird off-Broadway show and, and you're actually wackadoo, but you're doing exactly what you do. Right. And right. he's like, who is that? I well, want to work with that, that person. To that show, Robert Bridegroom, um, had he, so had he seen you before or did you just come and do an audition and just be a Looney Tune? And it's a good he, story. Yes. So I did this show off-Broadway. It was really fun, really wacky. He came to see it. He was like, oh, my God, perfect, blah, blah, blah. Like, just liked me in it, right? And 
He called my agent. He's like, I'd love to have a, a Zoom call or a FaceTime call at the time. Zoom. No one <laughs> used Zoom then. Hello? Mm-hmm. Right. FaceTime with Leslie and just talk to her Skype or whatever. And he's talking. He's like, I'm going to redo this thing. It's so nice to meet you. I'm going to redo Robert Bridegroom. We're going to make it like Mumford and Sons. And it's so cheesy and weird, but I love it. And Alfred Urie's going to work on it. And like, I so see you as, you know, Salome and da 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 da. And I was like, great. Okay, cool. And then he was like, but I want her to audition. So he, so when he, I thought he was going to just be like, give it. I, I was like, oh, oh, I guess you're giving me this job. Then he said, no, I need her to come in and audition. So at the time, I don't know what got in me. I was going through like a weird, like, I hate the world moment. I'm like, I want to get out of this business. So mad. I was like, I don't want to audition for this. Like, I don't feel like audition. I'm so mad, so angry. And then Aaron's like, yeah, yeah. My agent's like, yeah, you need to audition for this. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to. And then I was sitting on a train and I was like, who do you think you are? Like, it's Alex Timbers. You have never worked with him. You are an idiot. You are auditioning for this and you're going to shut your mouth and you're going to go in and do it. And if you know what, you don't get it, who cares? And if you get it, it could be the greatest thing ever. And that's exactly what happened. I went in. I had a great time. I didn't care because I was like, who knows if I'll get this or not, but I'm here to, like, get out of my own way. Mm -hmm. And also to show Alex Timbers that, like, I respect him so much. And I got it. That's so It's another just, it's just, I had a a very, I had the same experience this past week where I, again, said, I'm not going to audition for this. This is ridiculous. I'm not right. I'm not this. And I got the job. Right. Because I just... I got out of my way. Half of it's getting out of your way. It's getting out of your way of what you think you know. You don't know anything half the time. Yes, we're very smart. We all have a lot of, like, experience. But, like, I'm not the deciding factor. If I put myself on tape for something, they're the ones that decide. So just do your work and stop, like, getting whatever. I love that. I have to relearn that lesson all the time. And so I'm saying it out loud to whoever's listening to us, Mom. Yeah, we're listening. Um, uh, this Joe's is super mom. helpful for, for, for Joe and Dan. Joe's mom, and Joe. get yes, out of sure. your own way. Just Make that recipe. Yes. Get out of your own way. <laughs> no, well, actually, it's so funny that you said it because my mom's a chef. She she's a she owned a catering company. No. Uh, that went under during the pandemic. And so she's like, oh. she's she's like, we're, we're working on a cookbook together. We're like yes. trying to like right, do the right. thing. So I'm like, so if she listens to this one, mom, let's, let's go. Get out of your own way. Get, that, get it out there. People yeah. need... People need your stuff. That's so That's good. Totally. Oh, I love it. Well, Robert Bragg, you guys made a cast album. The Robert Bragg off Broadway cast awesome. album is available on Spotify and everywhere else. So it is so good. Um, we're, we're getting to the end. We're going to let you go. Um, this has been so, so wonderful. Um, and so we just have a couple of things we finished up with. Yes. One, what is the most influential musical in your career? Um, it could be something you've done. Could be just something you loved. Um, you know, what was something that got to be guys and dolls with Faith, Faith Prince, right? Oh Is there God. anyone else? That's one of them. Uh, that I, and I, I won't choose one that I'm in. I'll just choose one that I love. Um, um, oh, God. I had one. Uh, I, I, I loved Evita. This is going to be crazy. I loved Evita <laughs> because I loved seeing a central, strong, powerful, female-driven show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw it when I was in high school, and it sort of changed my... Montclair Community Theater, but it was an unbelievable production and I'll never forget it. And it just was like, oh yeah, like we can, women can be strong and it doesn't matter what the show is about, but it was just 
power and a powerhouse mm-hmm. show. And I was like, I want to do that too. Like uh, Faith Prince, but I want to do that. So Hell yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's the representation you know. matters. You have to see it. Well, yeah. you, you have to see, it, you know. I mean, I can go into a Sondheim deep dive, but. <laughs> well, I mean, we could do a whole, I mean, after doing Sondheim on Sondheim, we could do a whole, we could I do mean, an hour on that, you know. Um, damn it. He's, and no. Dan, why did we, why did we make this an hour? We could have just, who's the guy, who's that horrible guy that has the four hour podcast? Let's anyway. not say his name. Don't say uh, his name. No. Okay, show. moving on. No four hours. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I have a question. What would be, what would be your advice to young Leslie's? Dan, you just like hit me. You like, it's like went right to my little heart. Oh my God. <laughs> your little heart. It's going to oh grow three sizes. Well, because all the kids are, they're going through so much right I now, know. you know, and I, I hear know. from them on Instagram. Yeah. They, they write to me. I opened a P.O. box, by the way, for these the Beetlejuice fans that didn't get to see the show. They or they had playbills. They never got to get signed. I opened a PO box, um, just in my town, and I said, "Write to me. I will write you back. I'll sign your playbills. Whatever you had that you wanted to give or whatever, I can send you." And so I've been doing that. One of the most fulfilling things this entire time I've gotten. They know me at the post office. That's how much stuff I've gotten. So wow. it's been amazing. Just kids, all kids. Anyway, to answer your question, um, possibilities are endless. And um, the world needs the world needs your humor, so make them laugh, and don't stop making them laugh, because it's, it's a gift. That's amazing. I wish yeah. somebody told me that. <laughs> really? Seriously, <laughs> I just try, I just tried to be so serious. We were just talking about this with another guest. I just tried to be yeah. so serious. I just want people to take me seriously. I just so wanted to be good. That I forgot that just like making people laugh is good enough. It is. Yeah. Right? Like making people happy is actually what we're doing. It's, yes. You know, like really. Yeah. Yes. There is also time to break people's hearts, but like, you know. Yeah. Well, I, th- I find with the high school students, and we've talked about this on the show too, that like there's so much trauma in their lives and in their world that like they right. don't they put up the barrier that then they're not going to, like you were saying earlier about, you know, what, what you do in your bedroom when you're goofing around pretending that making up voices and characters in your bedroom by yourself, they're never going to show the world that because they're too afraid because they've been so conditioned with all of the trauma and all of this fear and all of this judgment, you know? Well, and they think we're so far away from them, right? They look at us on stage or on TV or whatever, and they think, Oh, that can never be me. And that's when I when I talk to kids in these talkbacks, I was like, 
we are the same. We're just we're, we're we did exactly what you guys do now when you're in your shows or chorus or whatever. It's just that we've grown up. We've kept doing it and we happen to get up here and we're very lucky that we did. It's not always this. Right. Mm-hmm. But we're we're the same. We're the same. We're just in different stages of this. But if this is what you love, keep doing what you love. Stay in the love of it and the joy of it, mm-hmm. especially now when you're young. And do everything. Uh, everything. Yeah, don't, don't say, say no, no to anything. Yeah, exactly. Don't say no to anything. I love that. Yeah. That's so good. Uh, and then my question that I always ask is, what's, wh- what is your unreachable star, which is such a cheesy musical theater reference, but you're like, you know, mm. what, is, what are you po- pointed towards a million miles in the distance? Like, um, like aspiration? Yeah, like yeah, something you want to do. Um, I really want, I mean, it would be awesome to have a production company where I can be a part of producing and involved in new work, um, film, television, theater, where I can just be a part of a vessel to get other people's stuff, whether it's mine, but also other people's things as a producer behind that to kind of um, get things out in the world that people need to see stories, other stories other than the ones that are in my head that I think are important, but mm-hmm. others that I'm inspired by and be just like a baller in that way, like mm. a, a female producer and creator and collaborating with some of the best people in the world. I mean, that would be the dream. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Act two. Yay! Can't wait to see act two. (laughs) Well, and Dan, thank you so much for all your help. Dan's given me so much information about like leveling up my lighting and everything. And I'm just such in awe of you. You're just amazing. Joe, I'm not in awe of you. (laughs) I'm new. (laughs) I love this. This is my favorite episode. (laughs) Dan's not either. This is, you fit right in. (laughs) If it's a little bit of, a little bit of making fun of Joe. A little bit of stroking Dan's ego. That's what we do here on Guys That's like what Musical. we do here. Dan is doing many things right now. <laughs> he has. Right. He's wearing many hats. He is. Joe helps me manage my hats. He does. Uh, Joe, exactly. Joe I have also, a feeling you're fine. You scare mine. me a little bit, Dan. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you're a little scary, and I, I kind of like it. Keeps me. It gets like okay. I just want to. I want. I want Dan to like me. That's it. Me too. I'm joking and I'm not joking. I'm joking and I'm not joking. I am. That is the the realest thing. The dude was right? the best man at my wedding. He's my best friend in the world, and I'm absolutely scared of him. Right? That is fantastic. Like, wow. You know he's not going to hurt you. You know he's like the best guy in the world. You just want him to like you more than other people. <laughs> wow. God. That Damn, is. I think I just I learned it. something about myself today. This That's is great. I'm gonna. Awesome. I'm gonna take this with me into my. Journal. Yes. Unbelievable. Yes, Unbelievable. Because I can't imagine that anyone would care what I think. So that's where I'm coming from. That's amazing. <laughs> Dan, no. Yeah. No, that is so not true. That's not what true. I, I look think. The, oh my God. I watch your videos. I'm like, I want to know everything he knows. <laughs> and I want him to, sh- I'm going to show him that I'm going to be better. <laughs> well, when you were talking about growth earlier, I was like, you know. She's not joking, everyone. Like she's she wanted to learn how aperture and exposure works, like really in depth. She bought herself yes. a fancy camera so she could make better content. Like that's shouldn't awesome. Have done it. You shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have bought the camera first. I know. Remember, you said I tell everyone don't buy the camera. You don't have to buy a camera first. You don't. Uh, but I did. But you had that money like that. That like, money, like who so cares? you were like, let's do it. I was like, you can learn. <laughs> you wanted to take on the new hap- new hobby. That's my thing. Don't buy a camera unless you're gonna like 
invest the time into a new hobby because otherwise you're just going to be disappointed. But you want to learn. And that's what you've done. And apparently you care what I think, which is hilarious. <laughs> I do, Dan. I, I'm not so, joking. I really do. I'm a, I'm a fan. And I think you're, I think you, you're just, you have a gift and you have a, like, you have a laser focus thing that I like it. And I understand it. A lot of times when people are talking on videos and stuff, I'm like, I don't, but you explain, you're just really good. You're good. That is all. <laughs> and that's all the time we have today. That's all the time great. we have. Today. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Dan's oh, favorite episode in the can. What a Dan's day. favorite episode. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Guys Who Like Musicals. We are now part of the Broadway Podcast Network. Woo! We are hosted by Dan Tracy. That's you. And Joe Carroll. That's me. We're produced by Ryan Kincaid, and Matthew Mucha is the social content manager. You can find us on Instagram at Guys Who Like Musicals, on Twitter at Musical Guys, or the old fashioned way at www.guyswholikemusicals.com. If you'd like a chance to be featured on the Ask the Guys segment of our show, please call 203 900 7990 and leave a message with your question. As always, thanks for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.